So tell me about email. Well, first of all, do you have a title for this show? Uh, I did. It just, uh, The Will Ferrell of Hobbs. Okay. <laughs> I think I've used, I've used that comparison before. Huh. I don't, I don't recall. Okay. But. I got a new cork and a new cage here, so I can make a new a new sculpture. Cage cork sculpture, yeah. yes. All right, so this was I, I remember remember when I was on my whole thing about Bitcoin. One of the things that Bitcoin people kept saying was, and "This is the early stages of it." You know, look at nineteen nineties. You know, Bitcoin is. Bitcoin is the killer app of the blockchain, just like email was the killer app of the internet. Is what this is what they were saying, mm-hmm. and I, it's kind of stuck with me because I was like, that's that's one way to look at it, sure, uh, but there's lots of stuff that failed. Is <laughs> why I think against Bitcoin, but that's neither here nor there because this is about email. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized email was a failure. Email is really an abject failure. Almost all of it is spam. Yeah. Almost all of it is spam. It takes a tremendous I, amount of I resources to separate the in terms of electricity my, and stuff. On my work account, and Google's very good at spam. Yeah. I only see three to four spams a month, mm-hmm. but I get 150 spams a day. Yeah, and you no, know, it's ridiculous. My spam folder has 250 things in it right now in the, in the Google in Gmail. It's. Uh, I'm not even sure my personal spam folder how full it is. Let me see here. My work spam folder is three thousand five hundred and ninety, and that's just the past thirty days. Yeah. So I'm up. I'm over one hundred and fifty a day now, and my personal is spam, 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 spam. So yeah, I mean, my point. I got five hundred thirty-nine in my yeah. personal spam. My point is that email. The only reason it's still around is because the better things have kind of failed to materialize so far. But there really should be a better tool for this. E- email is just a. a <laughs> You love making that same thing. Well, I broke the old spinning yeah. one. Now that I have a collection of sculptures, like I had to recreate the spinning one. This one's even taller than yeah. before. So, all right, uh, yeah, email is really just a failure. It it's it uses so much energy, so much work to to filter all these spams. A lot of a lot of Email is used for scams or trying to, or as an attack vector. Well, it was invent. Well, you got to think about when it was invented. Yeah. It was one of the first internet apps invented. Mm-hmm. It was invented when the internet was very small and everyone was trustworthy. So there's no. Uh, what's the word? I don't want to use the wrong terms, but there's no. Um, no, there's no privacy built into it. Right. Privacy meaning end end encryption type thing. You know, that's been people have tried to add that with SMIME, PGP, but no one ever uses it. You know, mm-hmm. I have a PGP key up at jeffbear.com. You know how many yes, encrypted I do. emails I've ever I got? I do know. Yes. How many? Zero. Yes. 
I've gotten zero unsolicited encrypted emails. You know, the ones I have received are, hey, you're using PGP. I'm using PGP. Mm-hmm. Did this work? Yes. <laughs> this is the only ones I've ever received. Um, that might change soon when Google rolls out Gmail with, with end-to-end encryption. We're going to bake that into Gmail. Um, I don't know how that's going to work with search, but we're going to bake that into Gmail. Um, but that means just people on Gmail. I mean, in order for something to succeed, that's not true. I was about to say something. That's I, not I, true. I don't know if it's going to be just a Gmail feature, Gmail to Gmail feature. I think it might be Gmail to from PGP users or something like that. Now, I think I'm trying to remember, but I believe that the protocol itself is useful. I think HTTP is based on the the same protocol that mail is used no 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 um so mail has three primary protocols is the original but the original one was none of them right um i'm trying to remember what the original was so that you got smtp for sending mail right and the biggest problem with smtp is there's no um i i like uh so not There's no authentication. Yeah. Authorization would be you're allowed to do this. Authentication is this is who you are. Right. And SMTP didn't have any authentication. That's why spam is spam. And it's ridiculously easy to forge who you are without something like PGP. So the identity part's tricky. And then, you know, there's the two, two ways to receive email. But those came later because at first email, you would log into the server and check email on the server. So you wouldn't need a access protocol to get to your mailbox. So you didn't need POP or IMAP. And I believe there was another protocol. It wasn't Mappy. It, the protocol was dead before like you and I started, well before we worked yeah. at Nauticom, right? But I can't remember what it was. Anyway. Oh, anyway. Um, email. Yeah, email is because of... It's... So, you know, it, using Gmail as your mail program, I use it for home and for work. Right, and, me too. And I love it for work because I'm able to process... I can keep a zero inbox. Mm-hmm. You know, I am able to process mail so much faster in the Gmail web interface than I could in Apple Mail, in Thunderbird, in uh, Outlook, anything. I've never been able, never been so happy with processing email since I went moved my company over to Google Apps for work, and uh, it's great, but. You know, there's still problems. Like, one of my biggest problems is you, every time you do something, you get signed up for a mailing list. You know, yes. and you can unsubscribe. But yep. there's... I need a zero-effort way of taking all those mailing lists. Like, so I just went through the other day and unsubscribed from probably 20 different mailing lists from, you know, just Southwest Airlines and... Whatnot. But there's a couple like SparkFun where you get electronics. I, I kind of occasionally like their 
They're mailings. But I don't want them in my inbox mm-hmm. interfering with stuff I need to find. Like that good dude who sent the email saying, hey, I want to send you beer. Right. I couldn't find his email. Actually, I did find it the other day after I cleaned up a lot. But it, <laughs> uh, it was, you know, but so like I want to take him and like there's a couple things I want to do with him. I want to have that email delete after five days, you know, like oh, the spark. The spark fun one. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to, sure, come in, be there, but go away after five days. If I haven't read you or not, I don't care. I don't want to see you after four or five days. And I would, you know, it would be ideal if I could get you to show up in a different view out of my important inbox. And Gmail has a lot of ways to do these things. They have priority inboxes. They have the, the tabs with the different functions. And... When you use the tab one, I guess you can just drag stuff and you don't have to actually create a by-hand filter. Creating filters in Gmail are a lot harder than it should be. I mean, well, creating filters because of the way email is constructed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to... You have to... Yeah. There, yeah. There's so many things to consider. So, like, instead of taking the time to make this spark fun email go someplace less obtrusive, I'm like, you know what? Uh, just unsubscribe. So there's that. And then I hear this thing, you know, you, get, you have um, MailChimp and their subsidiary Tiny Letter, right? It's kind of like this new thing where it's like blogging, but in, but the delivery, it's like through email. So blogging like, through email. It, so well, you, you send an email and that becomes your blog? Well, you subscribe. So you subscribe to Tiny Letter. And right. a Tiny Letter would be me writing about how much I love email, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of going to a blog or using your RSS feed reader, you would get updates. It could be for anything. I mean, it could be for marketing emails too, but the way it's the way it's portrayed, at least that I've seen so far, is that it's more of email delivery of blog-type content. Hmm. Like, that's the last that's place. That's... that's but the last place I want that shit yeah. is in my inbox. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and you know, there was an ad on one of the Maybe. podcasts about Sorry. Tiny Letter. I think it was probably on like 99% Invisible or something like that. And uh, and they said something along the lines of, you know, email delivery is hot again or, or email is the new blogging or something like that. I'm like, you motherfuckers, No. <laughs> Maybe it's because we we associate mail with a, with a kind of with a physical thing that we're used to, and so you know we get spam in regular email in regular mail, I should say too, in snail mail too. But we we feel like mail should be sort of we can look through it when we want it, but it's not like. It's not like instant instant messaging service, which is how some people want to interpret it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I was. It's very... confusing. The whole mail thing how how it works, how it's treated by people, well, it's just, how it's the used thing is, is confusing. Yeah, it's, there's no good. Well, I had an way example the other day stuff. where I went to um, I had to go to Med Express. And I guess my insurance didn't pay the claim. 
So I had these emails buried in my mailbox that I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, now so now I found them. Now I have to deal with it. But, you know, it's like, what the fuck are these? Yeah. And like, that's the way they're contacting me. They haven't sent me snail mail or anything. I'm like, no, this is my Jeff and Jeff Baird email. There's so much shit in here. I keep a zero inbox at work. I don't keep a zero inbox for my personal shit. Um, because of all these deals that I'm on. Yeah. You know, I unsubscribe from Beer Advocate. I unsubscribe from Northern Brewer. I unsubscribe from SparkFun. I unsubscribe from... Oh, I, I generally unsubscribe from everything. You, there, there are some places that have you... So, Oh, I hate those where you have to subscribe to join up. Uh, or at least give your email and they they automatically subscribe you. I mean, most mm-hmm. now have an opt-out, but sometimes you miss it. Sometimes you, um, you click it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just get this blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I, I love the unsubscribes where you click the link in the email and you're like, put in your email address. Like, you fucking know who I am. Yeah. Encode it into the unsubscribe link, you son of a bitch. And of course, there's always the problem with doing unsubscribed lists, which is all you're doing is you're telling them that your email is active. Well, well, right. So I don't unsubscribe shady places. Yeah. I, it, I have to have a reasonable confidence that it's a legitimate business. If I were to unsubscribe, otherwise, I will just mark it as spam. And Google's pretty good at, after a couple times, mm-hmm. not showing it to you anymore. Uh, I was very bullish on the idea of Google Wave. I really like yeah. the idea of Google mm-hmm. Wave. It, I thought it was very good for business type communication. And if people don't know, Google Wave is. Actually, I'm going to get this moment, but I might as well not delay the... the, There's a a service called Slack that's getting a lot of attention, and it's kind of a similar thing. Well, didn't somebody pick up Google Wave and start using it? Not Well, the protocols were open, and there was work started on open source Wave servers, you know, federated servers and Mm -hmm. stuff. I never saw it get legs. Never to release or, you know, at least, you know, um, stable code type stuff. I might have missed it, but I never saw it go anywhere. I you should w- describe what Wave was. Yeah, it's, so it's- Wave, think of it as um, it's not like email it's, it's other what? than the email thread, like the reply yeah. thread. It's a bit like More an IM to, convers- yeah, a group IM, IM conversation yeah. or even a Twitter conversation. Where you can include more stuff and you can, you can include add, active you can stuff. Add, embed a lot of stuff. But the thing that was so awesome about it, because like, think of it for our work use, right? Greg and I are having this conversation about how to build this widget. And it develops and it turns out we need to add a couple more people to the team. Well, with email, how do you add a couple? How do you get them caught up? with the conversation Greg and I were having. Or imagine a, a, mo- a medium-sized group adding a couple more people. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Well, with Wave, there'd be this conver- this thread of rich content. It would be messages and documentation mm-hmm. and graphics and charts and this and that. So just and, re, 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 right. re, re, re. And you would just add a person to the Wave and they would be able to kind of Play back the entire conversation. 
And actually, Slack's kind of like that. Um, I was so I was bullish on Wave, and then Damien showed me Slack, and I was very bearish on Slack for some reason. I was, maybe I was in a bad mood that day. <laughs> um, but, well, I think I was. In, I think I was in oh, bad. It, it, it's it's very interesting how your mood can affect the way you look at things. Absolutely. Right. That's why I I I don't hold it against people if I'm treated poorly once like mm-hmm. at, at a restaurant or something because like you know they can be if I get treated like poorly you know two or three times then yeah that's a bad person but if it's just one time it could be a bad day for the person you don't know these things happen mm-hmm. right so I think the reason I was I was like very negative at Slack at first was because like replace all your communications and the 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 use case where it would fall flat is if you never emailed people outside of your organization. Sure, Slack's great, but a lot of people have to email people outside their organization, and so you're not replacing email. Mm-hmm. You now you have an information fragmentation problem because you got some stuff in email and other stuff in Slack. But Slack's kind of like Wave, like what you're familiar with Wave, where you have a conversation, you can add stuff, you can add people to it, you know. And I, I still like that idea. It occurs to me that, yeah, I work a, a lot of the, a lot of my work is dealing with things that analysts who are in Tucson send me, and then I work on them. We can do email and IM all you want, but sometimes it's useful to have the call and. Partially, that's English. English is an, is a language where tone plays a role in how you communicate. I, I, I say that, you know, I, I needed more bandwidth, mm-hmm. right? Because you can have a lot more bandwidth when you're talking to someone yeah, uh, than, than trying to email it. And you're talking about tone and stuff, but, I mean, really, it's the amount of data being conveyed. Basically. It just happens to be conveyed in a way that, that is not easy to convey mm-hmm. in, in text form. Right. So... You know, I call analysts a lot when I have questions because it's not just that I need information. It's also I want to get across. I know how people, I mean, they've been doing it. They've been working in this industry for for nearly 20 years. I I know that if if you ask the wrong question in the wrong, you know, if you ask the the right question, but you ask it in the wrong way, people can get even kind of easily like offended, Mm -hmm. even though you're not, all you're doing is asking informational questions. So sometimes it helps to be like, all right, if we're going to discuss this in depth, let's discuss it voice to voice. We can hear each other's inflections. There's so much you can read into that. Right. To, to get the right information. So, uh, you know, I find that to be extraordinarily useful. Email fails at that completely. A lot of text-based communication fails at that completely. Yeah. Even when you can put like emphasis on characters and things like that, it still doesn't. Any more emoji? <laughs> e- emoji is like like a last-ditch attempt to save, you know, to save textual <laughs> interaction. And, you know, I can appreciate it for what it is. Uh, it, but it, I mean, it works better in Japanese, where tone is conveyed through the through the type of words you use as opposed to how you're using right. as opposed to the intonation of your voice right right the um i don't think we talked about this uh i was listening to marketplace a couple weeks ago and there's there's a company it's called um oh, like effect 
uh, Affection or something. So the company Ben Affleck company. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yes. That's exactly it. No, so their their app is they're rolling out in a couple of different markets first. First market is effectiveness of advertisements. So it's the kind of thing where they have you watch an ad on an iPad and the front facing camera is watching your face and doing facial, <laughs> oh, facial tracking. So the, and they're able to judge your mood uh-huh. and like and so basically they have graphs of your mood through the ads so i can see which part of the ads are impactful and things like that and the, okay the first the first thing i said was well what about people in bad mood but then, then i realized well that should normalize if you get enough mm-hmm. in from if you get enough people you you should be able to right. normalize that right and and not everything is conscious yeah you know, there's micro expressions and things like that. The 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 other the other use they mentioned, which will be a follow on, is a lot more altruistic, uh, e learning type stuff. Right? You're in you're presenting an e learning class, and say you're doing a live uh, lecture. Imagine all of your students having cameras watching them, and you kind of have a dashboard showing like how well they're getting the content by the expressions on their faces because when you're when you're teaching students in a room you get that yeah when you're doing it on e-learning you don't get true, that true so you could kind of it sounds a little heartless that the machine's actually judging for you and telling you what the person's thinking but you know well, i mean it, yeah, and the, the other solution is to put a thousand you know a hundred monitors right, in a lecture right. hall and look at all the faces on the monitors right which, the, the the problem there is the question is: Is the computer reading the right information? I mean, you you get the idea of of how a person is interacting mm-hmm. just by you know being face to face with them and interpreting that interaction, and you could certainly do that for a while. But the question is: Is the computer giving me the right information sure. or not, or or the information that it's giving me a baseline information that they've determined is correct? But is that what I generally use if I'm a teacher? I can see lots of problems with it, but I can also see lots of uses for it where it's actually. I mean, a you could thing. you could see. So you're trying to explain something, like yeah. you just okay. So here's an example. You're trying to explain that whole quantum entanglement thing. This is a live show, and you're getting feedback from the audience that they don't understand what the fuck you're saying. Yeah, because they have these bewildered. You know, basically the app saying forty percent of your audience is bewildered. I would actually kind of love that. See, I mean, so I mean, yeah. That that's kind of the e-learning thing. Yeah. That's a pretty cool angle. That's actually kind of a very. <laughs> I, I I would love that as a content producer. Uh-huh. That would be amazing to know what's working and what's not, right. and to be able to tell yourself. the The problem is if you tell yourself too much, right? When you get to be just all show and no substance, mm-hmm. because you realize that's what works. So understanding that there are going to be things that that don't that don't work for everybody mm-hmm. is part of, is an important part of understanding how to entertain, but you also need to know what just absolutely is not working. Right. We don't get much feedback down here in the basement. No, not for specifics of like portions yeah. of the show. Like people might hate the rankings. <laughs> I mean, no one's ever told us. But. No one's ever said that they hate the rankings. Um. If you hate the rankings, tell us. We want to know. What what we should do is we should do Amazon anonymously. We've forgotten to do it for like a month. <laughs> uh, why don't we pause while we look at them up? Because i got to go to the bathroom anyway. All right. Okay, we're rolling. We're back. We 
have our Amazon Anonymous picks. Can we go first? Yes, you go first. All right. So the item I picked, because it's unusual and weird, 416 stainless steel round rod unpolished mill finish ATSM A484, 0.375 inches diameter, 72 inches long. This item is $15.15, and it's it's a stainless steel rod. Of course, the, the the immediate thought goes to The Simpsons, the inanimate carbon rod that became the hero in uh, Deep Space Home. Right. Uh, I like this. The length tolerance is plus minus six inches, so you might get... Yeah. Um, it's just seven, a rod that was sliced off and sent to you. You might get 78 inches. You might get 66 inches. Tensile strength maximum 75, is 75,000 PSI. Wow. That's a strong rod. Yes. It has reviews. It the has reviews are great. It has reviews. So go ahead. Go oh, great. Five star re- or no, four star review. As advertised. This product was as advertised and was shipped promptly. Well packaged and it performed as expected for its intended use. What was its use? Tell me. Tell me what the rod is for. Doesn't say. Nicole Burroughs, one star, poor packaging quality. But this but this package arrived, but no metal poor packaging. And it happened more than once. No metal. But this package bought this Bought this package arrived, but no metal poor packaging and has happened more than once. What does that mean? Bought this, comma. Package arrived, but no metal, comma. Poor packaging. So a package came. I'm, I'm adding. I'm adding commas. But 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 if you're if that's what you're saying is right, uh, the package came. So they got a package that didn't have a rod in it, right. and was poor packaging. Besides, so it not only didn't have the metal rod that you wanted, but it was still poor packaging. Now, 72 inches, that's a lot. That's yes. Well, Mandy Concepcion knows how to use a 72-inch rod because she gave it five stars. Great rod! Amazing rod. The steel is super high quality. Great stainless steel rod. Five stars. What is that? that that's six feet? Yeah. Yeah. Plus or minus six inches. Yeah. That's a huge rod. It's tall. That's it's, that's uh, about as tall as you are. But it's only uh, what? Point three seventy five. It's uh, three eighths inch. Yeah, three eighths. So it's only it's a, it's only that. Yeah. Big in diameter. Long rod. What do you use it for? Uh, use it for rod stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you turn to a really long screw with the tap and die system. Uh, I'm guessing jewelry. I'm guessing it's oh. you could use it to cut up and use for jewelry things. It'd be this hard to is, draw out, but yeah, that'd be my guess. I mean, it's it's clearly like a raw materials type thing, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. If oh, you bought the rod, yeah. tell us what you bought the rod for. Okay, I, I I just think it's really funny that uh, someone purchased Dianetics, the modern science of mental health, oh, for no. one cent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
We didn't get. We got zero. Maybe the same person bought the rod and Dianetics. I don't know why that would work. I don't think the the rod would work well for your emitter. the The interesting thing to me is that it's a one cent purchase. Yeah, we got zero dollar. We got zero cents out of that. But that's cool. I, I think it's funny enough anyway. But I did, the other uh, thing I wanted to brought up, bring up was the six plex Eve Online. So you purchase six months of Eve Online. Eve Online is a spaceship game, okay. uh, sort of spaceship MMO. I haven't necessarily played it, but I know of it. It's what's kind of interesting is the developers have kind of a sort of hands off approach to it in the sense that they they aren't they let things happen in the world uh-huh. that. The, there's some interesting stories I've read about stuff that happens on Eve Online. It's it, it's kind of interesting. I've been playing Destiny lately. I I just got, I oh I got incepted. I should I should talk about this. I actually have been incepted. Um. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I I had a a series of dreams one night about getting a PlayStation Four. It's like me purchasing it and me enjoying it, and then I went out and bought one. So it was, <laughs> it was very much me getting intercepted. Damn Sony! Yeah, they they came in, they they plugged me in, and they got me to buy one. And I don't know exactly how it happened, but it was pretty clear I was because I, I didn't want one before. Uh-huh. Then I had all the, this night of dreams about the PS4, and I went out and bought one. If that's not Inception, I don't know what is. <laughs> There's another one cent book that someone bought. B is for beer. Another one that was one cent. We got nothing. But that's okay. I, seriously, everyone buy Butter. all the one cent books you want on our. Please do. It's just hilarious to us. <laughs> so absolutely. But so that that's those are my picks. I wonder if we could like sue Amazon if like someone bought like a thousand one cent books and we got nothing for it. I don't think so. <laughs> I think that they're... But you got you to average it all out. You just can't say 6% of one cent is zero cents. Mm. A thousand times. Well, let's let's test this out. <laughs> Guys, buy as many one cent things as you want. I'm guessing that when people buy one cent things, they'll also be like, eh, I'll buy this too. And so we'll get stuff out of it. So it's probably good. It's probably good to be like, hey, buy one cent things on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they have prime shipping. Let's see. Do the one cent things have prime shipping? I don't know. Let's see. B is for beer. Uh, free shipping on orders over $35. So I can't get the one cent for. I guess there was only. So I'm looking at beers for beer. It could have been a. Oh, here use fifty-eight used from one cent. Okay. Oh yeah, here's hippo books, owls books, thrift books, blue cloud books, purple whale one two three, goodwill of NNE, goodwill of goodwill of Southern Florida. I'll have it for one right. cent. Have you seen the trailer for Jurassic World? Uh, no, I've, I've seen a clip or something of, yeah. Jurassic, of the trailer, but not the whole thing. I am extraordinarily uninterested in this movie. Which one are you less interested in? Jurassic World or uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2? Oh, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. <laughs> 
I at least I at least think that Jurassic World is made with some competence. I'm just not interested in in that as a as no sorry in in that as a story and I don't I mean I thought I think Jurassic Park kind of covered it <laughs> it, <laughs> right. it seems like they're doing basically the same thing again except now the Raptors are the good guys because Chris Pratt's there it's like <laughs> I mean it, it just feels a little like huh hey maybe they'll surprise it's me. not going to ruin Chris Pratt's stock is no, it no I, I don't think so I, I think I mean, that'd be my that'd be the worst thing right if it yeah. just ruins Star-Lord no, I, I think that Chris Pratt has a lot going for him. He's a very, uh, he's a very compatible screen presence for the mm-hmm. for the age we live in. But I, I just found the it could be different. I mean, it it could be good in in the same way that like to me. Guardians of the Galaxy is a great example of redoing Star Wars and mm-hmm. you know getting it right, right. Um, by not doing Star Wars, but by doing a, the same kind of story and the same kind of you know it, 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 Guardians of the Galaxy is Star Wars, but every character is Han Solo, right? <laughs> and, and and it worked. Um, I don't know where the Jurassic Road works. It seems more like just a remake as opposed to... A- Even Groot? Or is Groot a Chewy? Yeah, Groot's, I guess, more of a Chewy. Sort of. But he's still kind of a... Eh, yeah, I guess he's more of a Chewy. Chewy would grab the battery before the plane's baked. Yeah, yeah. Chewy would save people at his own mm-hmm. expense. All right. So yeah. I, I know what you were saying, yeah. but I just that popped in my head. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't think Groot's a Han. There's no lame Luke character. <laughs> is the point? There's right. no like, ugh, this guy, this, this space nerd, Hayseed. <laughs> Speaking of space nerds, uh, watching Community on um, Yahoo, uh, Community has been very pleasant this year. But not, there's never there has not been an episode yet where I've been like. This is awesome. This is the reason I, I like this. This is why I love this show. This is the reason why this show is there, because nothing else is like it. There hasn't been an episode like right. this season. This season's been kind of like just pleasant, more or less. But I turned me on to another show that, that uh, Yahoo made um, called Other Space, which Joel Hodgson is in it. Chase Bell, you from MSC3K. Okay. It's Paul Feig. Is, it made it, and it's sort of a... It, it, it's, it's a cheap show. You can tell it's, it's, it's cheaply made, but... The concept is great as sort of like the office in space. <laughs> okay. But not a mockumentary, but it's kind of the the, sty- the 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 storylines are sort of like that. Like if you take the the office sort of storylines and 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 okay. push them into a space environment and 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 in the sci- like you bring sci-fi storylines but give them the office treatment of them like how they would play with people. Uh-huh. It's is I was really impressed. The first episode is kind of like iffy, but it it starts to just jump in quality and gets really great. There's lots of great lines, and I definitely recommend it. It's free on Yahoo. All right. I'll check that out. What's it called again? Other Space. Other Space. Okay. It's this place, this this group of people that are meant to map space, and they they go through some sort of sci-fi thing, and they find themselves in some other space. Okay. Yeah. 
Other space. Other space. Let me get that up before I forget it. It's really. It, I think you'll you'll enjoy the hell out of it. I did, and yeah, really funny. A lot of people you don't know. One person you do know, you'll be surprised by him. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, other space. Good stuff. The other the the last thing the Supreme Court just reads. The last thing I wrote down here, the, the Supreme Court just had a big thing about the, the gay marriage stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was reading some of the arguments and and, and uh, listening to to uh, the arguments put before the, the Supreme Court. Here's the thing about gay marriage. Because people were, some of the judges were saying marriage is an institution that's been around for thousands of years. Not noting that the institution has changed considerably in the thousand years it's been around. I mean, uh, they said it's always been a man and a woman. Uh, kind of, sort of, but it's always been a man and several women for the most part. Uh, and it has been historically a, a a property thing as opposed to a love thing, which it is now. If marriage itself were simply concerned with being a cultural institution and had nothing else a simply a religious institution or something mm-hmm. then I would not care a lick if gays were denied marriage that's not the case marriage gives you legal privileges uh, it gives you um, tax privileges all those other things you can do once you're married mm-hmm so it should be open to everyone. God says it shouldn't be. Who cares what God says? God ain't here. <laughs> Let God come down from on high and tell us or get the fuck out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> How about you stop interpreting what you think mm-hmm. he wants? Yeah. He, he'll, you know, let him come down and, and tell everybody in, in all the languages that we all understand. I mean, okay, that may be some sort of incredibly high technology that I don't understand. Indistinguishable from magic, right? So if that happens, I would take it more seriously than I do. Which is, I can see every single aspect of religion explained as psychological effects hmm? easily explained as psychological effects not hard easy right uh, okay what else do I got what else do you got I got nothing I'm tired alright let me see if there's anything here in my reddit stuff that I've done I was uh, having this Oh, we were talking a little bit before we were recording about um, Thug. And you gave me some insight into Thug that I didn't know. Oh, yes. Know. So Thug because is, is used as, as a, as a um, pejorative against, uh, against black people. And the reason why, for the most part, is because a lot of these conservative websites have banned the use of other horrible terms... But people get around it by saying things like thug or on one of them in the Free Republic in particular they use Amish or other stuff to, to refer to black people without saying black people so they don't appear racist, but they're being just as racist. 
and even if you're not in on the the key, <laughs> they're just being assholes to the Amish. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I sometimes go to the debate an atheist Reddit forum and post things there. Uh, this guy made a <laughs> made a post saying energy is energy proves the existence of God. Uh, and it was bad English, so clearly this guy doesn't, you know, understand. He confirmed that later. Or is no. he trolling? I mean, it's possible that that's the Poe's law, right? You can't tell. It's significantly good troll. You can't tell. Um, so uh, what I said to him was like, he, he was talking about how energy is eternal, energy is conservable. And I, I said, you know, look, if you don't know physics, don't use this as an argument. Here's the facts. Energy is conserved in any system with time translation symmetry. So the universe isn't necessarily one of those systems. The universe is expanding over time. Uh, If you take a look at the energy um, of, say, a photon, and then you look at that that energy of the same photon over years as it's expanded, it looks like it lost energy. We can't go outside of the universe. We can't use thermodynamics to... We can't apply there, but this has been a whole thread of me saying why we can't use we can't apply thermodynamics in the universe because we can't go outside. We don't have satisfactory boundary conditions. We can't say this is the space. We can't say this mm-hmm. is the uh, the entirety of energy. We can't say this is the, entire, the entirety of matter in the universe. We just don't have that information, so we can't apply thermodynamics. Right. This has been just me just kind of nailing that guy with this and him just not understanding and it's just it's mm-hmm. kind of frustrating and then he he interprets it wrong like he interprets me as me saying that there's no energy I'm like no I'm not saying that I'm I'm saying that we don't have we can't establish a boundary condition he like he presented me with like this thing says you're wrong and I said no this this link that you provided says exactly what I've been saying you're just interpreting it wrong And then he he confirms that he doesn't he, English is not his first language. Mm. It's a little frustrating sometimes, but it's less frustrating than when you meet somebody who knows English and is just willfully obtuse. <laughs> uh. So I'm continuing this conversation because it feels like uh, maybe I'll get through this guy, and if not, it, you know it, it's. The reason why I... I can't believe you spend time with this debate with atheist stuff. Well, look, I wouldn't be in debate... I wouldn't go to a debate Reddit if I didn't want to see what the other arguments are. And if I, if I wasn't interested in what they are. And if, if I get yeah. a good enough argument, hey, I'm going to look at it. It's... I, I wouldn't just go to a... To a, to a to thing like that just to be mm-hmm. just to spout off i'm i'm interested in what people are saying now it happens to be that i i find atheism to be a very tenable position i find none of what other, the the arguments are to be at all tenable mm-hmm. i find them somewhat interesting like there's the alvin plantiga is a kind of a famous philosopher who came up with an evolutionary uh argument against naturalism this is a relatively old argument, uh, but I find it to be. Do you want me to go through the argument, or do you care? You look tired. I am pretty tired. Maybe we'll talk about this next week. Okay. Right? Sorry. It's all right. I understand. 
You're tired. You've been up all day. You've been you've been on your feet, like you said, all day. Your dogs are tired. I yep. suppose you are 